Hello guys, welcome to the Malaysian Students Podcast. And yeah, right, we're kind of back to the initial state where it's four of us on stage. So today, we have our Junjie. Hello everyone, I'm Junjie. Gohao. It's good to be back. And Rishi. Hello everyone. In this episode, we're going to talk about examination, which probably is quite terrifying and annoying for some of the candidates, I guess. So guys, if you are from YouTube, do comment down below. What are the three feelings that you have when you face exams? So to clarify, all four of us are in Form 4, currently studying under the Sijil Pelajaran Malaysia SPM syllabus, which is the national curriculum. A disclaimer here. Most of it will be our points of view based on the facts, so it will be an open and honest talk among us. Hope any one of the parties don't get offended. I actually have a question that I'm truly curious um, about for uh, the past few months or since I met you guys. Like, what is an examination to you? How do you usually view examinations? Jinjie? Wow, now I know the first time you meet me is mm, this guy, how, how he thinks about examination. Yeah. Mm, I'm sure. <laughs> That's when yeah, you know that, that that person is uh is is a genius. Yes. Genius and, and who likes to study one. No, I'm not genius, okay. Uh, so for me, generally examination of course is something to test ourselves, right? And I think examination is uh how to say a platform or the way to to challenge myself whether I have mastered the knowledge I've learned or whether how I can utilize them in a set of questions. Okay? Wow. And how I view examinations. Yeah, I, I I treat examinations as challenges. Um you know, Chinese people when they talk about examination they, they will be very kiasu. And honestly, I'm the one very kiasu, yes. Oh. So that's, that's it. I see. that That's quite interesting to view uh, examination as challenge or obstacle, like to break it and to utilize the knowledge in a set of paper. And I, and I agree with the kiasu one. I, I, think, I think I'm also the kiasu type. La. Yeah. <laughs> no, always. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, that's the truth. Uh, I personally actually have the same feeling that um, I view examination also as one of the uh, tests to examine how well did I master the chapter. And I personally feel like examination is quite the most effective way to remember the mistakes that we have made in that paper. Because if we normally do practices, right, if we make a mistake, uh, it might uh, take some time for us to remember the mis- mistake to not repeat it again but if it's in examination like what Junjie said just now we are kiasu so if we make any careless mistake uh, we'll probably remember for life on like stupid mistakes and I think that's quite uh, effective to remember it uh. and also I personally also feel, um, view examination or the test that 
that I take before SPM as a stepping stone for my SPM. So I would more emphasize and value the study input and output instead of just the grade that I'm taking. Yeah. What about Kohal? What, what do you think about examination? I think examination um, is a good way to test people on what they have learned. But I'm going to talk about two different aspects of the examination. First one is examination as a whole is a good way to really test people on how much they know about a certain thing or a certain topic. And it's also a good way to like test how a certain person is coping with say for example if he's a pilot or a doctor yes an examination would uh, be be good to test that certain person however the other aspect which i'm going to talk about now um is how examination is being con conducted for like students I, I'm only going to really mention about students because I'm still a student. I don't know about like uh, outside in work, the workforce and in the university how they conduct the examination. Ah. But personally, I feel in schools, the examination, some of the subjects are when they ask the questions in the exam is totally irrelevant to the things that we learn or the topics we learn in the textbooks. Sure, some would, would might argue that, oh, uh, it's, it's because they want to test like how how you um use the the concept of this topic and implement it in blah blah blah. But like some of the questions are it doesn't even have much relation to what's what we learn in our topics. And plus, I uh, even in schools right now your entire identity is basically based on a grade. If you get a bad grade, you are considered a quote-unquote bad student, even though you are, you didn't do anything like, even though you didn't do anything bad, it's just that your grade is bad. Even if you had like, good talents like outside of studying, that is completely shunned by your grade. So yeah, I think examination is, has a much advantage and disadvantage in these areas. Mm. I actually also hate people judge the person's personality or the person's wholesome just by their examination grade. Actually, the result slip that we got at the end of the day doesn't determine our future path. But if you have good results, um, it kind of can secure and you have more way to choose. But examination has nothing done, uh, sorry, nothing do with your personality how you treat people around you and stuff. Yeah. Yes. That's but, quite a good point. Yeah, yeah. Especially impacts a lot of young kids nowadays. Especially. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I wouldn't say now because right now, um, probably one to three, they don't really have examinations, uh, which is good. But in the past, like those young kids tend to get scolded like very harshly if they get a bad grade in exams. Mm. Asian parents. <laughs> yes, as your parents. And talk about this, uh, I have one thing to share. Mm. I've watched a show uh, talking about uh, parents in China. Uh, 
how to say their family are quite is quite successful and the parents are very straightforward about their child's their children's exam grade. For example, they don't allow their child they don't allow their children to engage with people who have low exam grades. Like if got if his child's friend got a very low exam grade, like for example C or B, he said you can't go out with him or you can't, you can't go out with her. You just engage with people, you just stay with the people who have good exam grades. That's all. And this cause his children don't have any friends. Their whole life, their whole childhood only studies and exams. It's very weird part and I can't understand why they want to do that. That's, that's so terrible. Eh? Yeah, that's terrible. The stereotypical minded that a good, great child is definitely good people to mingle with. And with low grade or kind of uh, Lema students, it's bad. It's totally wrong. Like, yeah. we shouldn't have this mindset. Yeah. And parenting style really can affect the children for life. I, I guess, like, these children, uh, I mean, this child probably will remain. The, the same thing that his parents or her parents taught the, the child until someone really correct the mindset. Yeah. True. Yep. True. Okay, as we all know, uh, Rishi is always like knows very uh, knows very well about philosophy and like to talk about philosophy. So, Mr. Rishi, what's your point of view on examination? <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> In short, examination is the most torturous and stressful part of school. Yeah. Wow. But listen to me. Yeah, I'm very sure. I'm very sure this statement it caught everyone off guard. But let me tell you. In truth, I would not say it's torturous and the most stressful, but the thing is, in this era we kind of see that examination is the and is the kind of the stone that acts as the step first stepping stone if you ever want to do anything you want as felicia said before right now examination kind of kind of secures your future parts if you have if you want to become something there are millions of ways to do it but if you have exam if you have the good grade from examinations you kind of have a secured part to move forward. I'm pretty sure all of you know Socrates. Socrates said something. He said that and he said that an unexamined life is not worth living. I'm not sure how he interpreted it, but the way people sometimes people interpret it is something like this. If you have if you do a lot of work, a lot of projects, a lot of something to create but if it's unexamined or it's not seen by public or seen by others and it is not criticized by anyone, it is not worth having it. For example, if you're an artist, if you don't showcase your art, it's gone forever. It's just buried. If you are a teacher, if you don't teach people, your talent for teaching or your skill of teaching is just gone. Same thing is applied to students. As students, you are learning and you are acquiring knowledge. But if that acquiring of knowledge, if, the, if that process is not 
challenged or it's not criticized in the form of examinations, it's no, there's no much worth acquiring it. So that's how I see examination as a way to confirm that you are actually learning so that we can see a progress. I see. That's it. Thank you. Thank you. You're I will welcome. take that as a compliment. Sure. <laughs> I mean that statement. <laughs> <laughs> wow, it's quite nice to listen from like different perspective of you guys, of viewing examination. Next, to provide some context, uh, for the Malaysian educational system, the KSSM, which is the curriculum. Standard Sekolah Menengah is the system we are implementing right now since 2017. Let's talk about our learning experiences under this KSSM system. So uh, to have better understanding, right, we separate the learning experience into uh, two categories, which are the core subjects and the elective subjects. Uh, actually, talking about the core subjects, such as BM, BI, Moral, Sejarah and Maths. Uh, let's talk about the language subjects first. I personally think it is improved. Like in the past, I could say uh, people used to have the tendency to memorize uh, things such as uh, memorize essays or having a formula or template that is, uh, that is available for any types of essay, not any types, but most of a type of essay which makes students kind of lack of thinking how how to express their real idea instead of just using the template of essay that tuition teacher is teaching. So I think I would say BM and BI is become more challenging and also uh, make students to think more. I actually love the part that they test our listening and speaking skill not only limited to writing, because this is what language form. We, language is for us to write, listen, speak, in order to apply in real life. Yeah, I personally actually prefer exam to test out the things that we can implement in real life. I feel like that's more beneficial for students. How about Jinjie, what do you think about other subjects or BMBI? Yeah, uh, for the BMBI, I strongly agree with what Felicia said, like the questions are designed well because they add some elements about K, but and for Sejarah, let me talk about Sejarah a bit. Um, I like the Sejarah content starting from Form 4 and Form 5 because I know even though there are still some, some weakness part because, you know, for the, especially for the word war, I think later Gua can share more with us about the word war content in our Sejarah textbook. Lah. But for me, from four Sejarah textbook, it mostly talks about the independence process of our country. And it is, I can say, even though it's, it has many words, but it's still in quite simplified form. And I think because there are some graphics there, there are some pictures there, so it helps us to like to imagine ah, the scenario and also the conditions during that time. And Sejarah, it also is not only talking about our own country, like international, but only a bit. 
And I think our government they use the stress subject to cultivate the semangat patriotisme dalam sanubari kita. Always we write in the BM kebat questions, well in the sejarah kebat questions. Always want us to write this. But I think the the ways of designing the questions of the kebat question in sejarah, like it always this kind of kind of like the same one, you know. Yes. Like what is it? Nilai ah, like it 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 lose the the characteristics of K, but because mm-hmm. it always like the same nilai keberanian, nilai kebijaksanaan. I think they can design more about, for example, um, what is the intention of this this country to to do that to implement this policy, and this is out of the, out of the syllabus in our textbook. Maybe we can. Uh, set up more questions like this. Let let us think deeply, mm-hmm. more deeply. Yeah. Uh, other than the nilai questions, lah, maybe we can design more like this. Yeah. And yeah, for the moral part, I think. Uh, I don't touch much because I think moral part is, the more more most important one is one us to. To become a a person. With a very high moral quality, and you know, become a good good people. So for the moral part, I think I let my other podcasters to talk about. Yeah, that's me. That's all. I think Rishi is very capable in talking about moral subject. Mm. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because he's a perfect student. Eh? Wow. <laughs> I actually somehow agree with the the point of view from Junzie, like. Uh, especially the sejarah kebat question. I think besides of asking any other type of question, right? Uh, what can enhance more is actually I, I do really hope that teacher, uh, can, not really. I mean, teacher can reduce the expectation of getting like certain answer. Instead, teacher can encourage uh, students to think out of the box because normally when we are solving or answering a kebat question, right? The answer is only that uh, that number of question. Uh, I mean, the question only has that number of answer. And the answer is yeah. all similar. Yeah, so maybe the problem is not in the question. Maybe teacher can have less expectation of getting like the similar answer and encourage students to write again and again, but instead try to find other answer that is true, relevant, and creative, critical, yeah. Rishi, do you have any perspective on moral no, subject? No. I'm pretty sure Gohar is going to condemn Sejarah. <laughs> so let him condemn first. I will come back at last as advantages because I don't want we don't want we don't have to condemn everything. I'm going to say some good things. <laughs> and but okay. moral, I will moral. I will talk about it. I will talk about moral. Okay, <laughs> no sure. Gohar, I'm because I'm I'm pretty sure Gohar is going to condemn. So Gohar. Okay, so what Ginger said just now, yeah, sejarah from four from five, is very informative. Most of it is um talking about modern history. I would say, yeah, it's quite modern history. Like everything from the nineteen hundreds all the way to the present day. Okay, one of the massive problems with sejarah in secondary school is um, they talk too much about. Okay, this can sound so controversial. They talk too much about um Malaysia and religion. 
uh, I'll get it from four syllabus, for example. If you see uh, the chapters that we have, the chapter 3, Bab 3, is talking about World War Two, which I was actually excited about. But when teacher actually started explaining stuff, like, the uh, our, our teacher just spent, like, what? Just uh, an hour to cover two pages of stuff about World War Two, And even World War One is just two or three pages. And then, after that, everything after that is all just militia, militia, militia. It's... Everything else is just Malaysia, and then like one, 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 two, just cover like what five pages. <laughs> like I don't understand, and then the rest six is... to seven pages. Yeah, six <laughs> to seven pages. Whatever, it's still like so little compared to like what all all the other things that happen in the world. Like from first textbook didn't even cover the Cold War. I'm not sure whether it will be covered in from five lah, but will it, will it be covered the Cold War in from five? Uh, anyways, sure. anyways, um, I think that the textbooks uh explain too much in detail about Malaysia history already. So much so that it starts to neglect stuff about um stuff that's happening around the world. And also, it also emphasized a lot about politics stuff. Take for example, Bab 7 and 8, somewhere there, I talk about uh, independence, talk about the Pilihan Raya, all those, you talk a lot about the politics, the political structure and whatever. That's fine, but there's so much information there, like like half of those are useless in exams. And that's... Examin- the examination system is just a whole another another question uh, that we could cover later but yeah uh, like the entire secondary school like history like sejarah thing needs to be completely changed because we have very limited information about what's going on in the outside world uh, for example World War 2 the Battle of Britain, such a, such a famous battle, but it was not even covered, not even a single thing. Um, the Blitzkrieg, yes, it was mentioned, but didn't really go into detail about, like, there was stuff one word, that happened. Blitzkrieg, just one word, Blitzkrieg. Yeah, Blitzkrieg. Yeah. It did explain <laughs> stuff, but it's not in detail. It's just like very brief. How do you remember go over Blitzkrieg? Only. Introduction only. Yeah, mm. just like intro into Blitzkrieg, like, what's Blitzkrieg? It was more yes. like a definition, lah. Yeah. It was more like a definition for Blitzkrieg, yeah. not the intro to it. Yeah, it's like, okay, lightning warfare, okay, fine. And then, what? Not, 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 nothing else to say already. And then World War One, like the... World War One is infamous for chemical warfare, like, and then after World War One, why didn't they use chemicals anymore? Like, that part. It's not even explained. Like the entire chemical warfare thing is not even in the textbook, as far as I'm, as far as I know. I think I talked enough already. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Fun fact. Um, I was mm. talking about, uh, this education sejarah thing, uh, with Rishi and Yudong yesterday night. Mm. <laughs> I see. <laughs> oh. I see. <laughs> 
actually see Felicia of, I'm gonna be uh, doing jobs okay. yeah actually instead of like uh, changing com- change the sejarah syllabus completely I think instead of changing the sejarah syllabus completely maybe the better way could be uh, delete some of the extra elaboration of the detail of things and adding more international info that students will need to know and relevant to their life but I personally actually love the political landscape and stuff mentioned in the Sejarah te- textbook like the Pilihan Raya because it's actually actually our voting right as a Malaysian and one good news the Undi 18 actually got approved like next year or um, next year January then the 18 years old uh, Pengundi can start Mangundi already. Yay. Hip yeah. hip hooray. Good news. It's a long mm. war. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. And I personally think another suggestion is actually we can separate our sojourner syllabus into two, which mm. is word history and also the local history. Like, we, 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 the thing is, we need to balance them. We can't, like, Malaysian history too, like, too much. Yeah, compared to, to yeah, compared to the word history, because like the word history we learn, I think only like five to ten percent for the out of our syllabus. Uh. Mm. And I think maybe can do like this. Yeah. Yeah. Then we will have more exams. <laughs> yeah, but we we need we can yeah. like try to simplify them uh, but add more mm. content. Yeah, yeah. I actually support with the idea like having local and international history. Yeah, what's to learn? Now I'm wondering like what Rishi is going to say about moral subject. Go ahead, Rishi. Okay, let's talk about moral. Hmm. Yeah, as far as the syllabus goes, I am okay with the syllabus because as Junji said earlier, it's about shaping the students to become better humans in the future with high principle, high moral moral values and stuff. I agree with that. So as far as the textbook goes, the syllabus, I'm okay with it. But, but when it comes to examinations... There's not enough K-but questions in there. <laughs> okay, okay, that's one part of it. Moral, right now, we have some things that we, they are, are factual from straight from textbook. For example, the definitions or some explanation to few terms that we have to get from our textbook. Aside from that, we have essay questions. These essay questions are the one that I am not completely satisfied with because of the structure. For example, in our essay questions, if we give one point, we have to give multiple reasonings for it. For example, if you give point A, you have to give one, two, three Hurayan just for that one point. And even the point friend is quite acceptable because it's, it trains us to give more reasons for just one single point. I agree with that. It has its color in Malay. But we also have a news thing. I'm not, not, I'm, not, I'm not sure for everyone, but just for our district, we have to have the introduction and the out, outro yes. for the structure questions. Okay, of course, it's beneficial to train students for Karangan, for BM essays. But in the whole, I do not see the actual value of it. Yes. Actual actual benefit of it. 
Of like... course, it's helpful. But for random, random questions, just having that intro outro without having anything crucial to do with the main content, it kind of, it's not, it doesn't sit right with me. Okay, that's all the condemning for the examination. Oh, I'm, I'm I have sorry. a few oh, things. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I'm not done yet. Yeah, you do have still. Do you have I'm still not, not not done with the job yet. We get on to that later. Wow. <laughs> come on, come all right. On, um. Okay. Yes. But, Mora, but, I, but, I don't. But, I, I don't really feel like why they really need for essay questions. I mean, if they really want to test our moral values, maybe uh, ask Kbart questions. That's the only real way to really test our moral values you can write like subjective questions like what will you like do in this situations. case blah 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 yes ah. situations but having an essay questions to have like a uh what's that the intro and outro is doesn't really make sense it makes models feel more like bm yeah mm. it does yeah even longer yes i have to say my recast set is are much shorter than my model essay questions, <laughs> essay answers. There's, there's, there's no real like benefit to it. It's just useless. Like what Rishi just said. Like moral, you just write the answer. Like what you're going to do, 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 blah, blah, blah. Can I do that? For me, la, actually, in fact, moral is never a textbook thing. Moral is something like we implement in real life. And moral is not an easy subject to be to teach, actually. Yes. Yeah. And the first person to teach us is our parents. Yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> Charity starts at home. Yes, uh, likewise for moral values. Yeah. Uh, another thing to really improve moral, like how teachers cheat moral is instead of just solely based off textbook, they can like play like videos of videos of different scenarios and ask us like what would you do in this this scenario? And what are the, you know, things that we can do? Yeah, that's not useful. Wow, that's really, really eye-opening. Seriously. <laughs> Never thought about that. Yep, in a good way, yeah. Because humans, we do not act the same way as each other. That could be mm. useful. Okay, now, I have a few things to comment, for, uh, comment as, a, as with a D, yeah? like to praise our examination from changing from KBSM to KSSM. Can we find anything? My mother is a tutor. Because of that, I have an experience with both the KBS, KBSM system and the KSSM system. KBSM is a system that we had before KSSM. So I have seen the transformation from KBSM to KSSM very clearly. So for example, for BM, as Felicia mentioned earlier, the essays have become more intellectual where we have to think differently for every given topic. But I would say that VM has gotten way easier in terms of anything except for essays. For example, our syntaxis and the penyuntingan bahasa. Penyuntingan bahasa is difficult, but it's much easier compared to KBSM where they had 40 objective questions. 40 objective questions may seem like an easy easy task but but trust me it has every part every aspect they have learned in bm compiled into 40 questions so in that way i would appreciate our examination getting 
much easier and more productive in a way. And then the next one, English. English is one of the languages that when a tremendous change when KBS, KBSM converted to KSSM. Yeah. From 40 objective questions, they said and they made it into simple chunks where we have, for example, matching gap tags. Matching gap tags is easier compared to going through 40 objective questions. And then lastly, the one Junjie was saying about talking about Sajara, where they included the KBAD questions. And teachers even agree that KBAD questions were were made so that students who are weaker or who are weaker in academics can get marks. Yes, right? Mm, yeah. Because the answers are quite repetitive. For example, as you, as you said, nilai keberanian, nilai patriotisme, berjuang sehingga mati, berputih tulang, and then everything, right? So the answers are quite repetitive and the answers are there, just there. If you just put in a lot of answers, there's a high chance that you will get the correct answer. So as examination converted from KSSM, KBSM to KSSM, it got easier but it is not good enough it can be better that's what we are trying to imply from uh through this episode true thank you menteri pelajaran dr rishi <laughs> terima kasih <laughs> okay um okay. originally so the maybe... third question was uh about what do we think about the examination system in malaysia but we mostly covered it already um in the yeah. previous question right mm, i think we can mention about the our our cost compared to other country other advanced country or chinese independent school yeah but before that i still i, I i'm gonna keep, keep, keep my promise all right so Dara in exam okay what richie just said i'm gonna carry on what richie just said yes there's these K-Park questions uh, to help students. But if you see these K-Park questions, uh, compare it with Bahasa Melayu and Vernika Moral. Like they are almost similar. Like the way you answer it is very similar between these three subjects. Which personally, yeah, I strongly agree with you. Yeah, which personally I find <laughs> like it sort of defeats the, pe- the purpose for K-Park, but Obviously, it helps people get marks, so I don't think many people would dis- would disagree with KBAT. But Sajara, um, Sajara is a subject where you need to memorize, which is not fun at all. Like Sajara, history is a very fun subject to uh, learn about, especially like World War history. I, I love learning about World War history. But the main thing that really um, discourage people to not learn sejarah, especially in Malaysia, is you have to memorize in order to get marks. Uh, one of the ways to really improve our understanding of history is to make history a subject where you learn instead of memorize stuff just for the sake of exam. Because ever since I've been in Form 4, almost every lesson I, I, heard, I, heard, I hear our teachers say, yeah, Okay, uh, this 
this question uh, will come out in SPM. This question will come out like that, like that in SPM. This one won't come out in, uh, in SPM. I'm, I'm not condemning our teacher. Our teacher is a great teacher, but the education system itself is already changing the way how we learn. Instead of learning stuff, we're learning just for the sake of SPM. Yeah. That's, that's a very big problem for Sujara. Yeah, t- talking about yeah, talking about the format of exams and education stuff, I just wanted to share with you guys a quote that I found quite inspiring for me. Uh something uh education is not the learning of facts, but training the mind to think. Yeah. So I think instead of just putting facts into our brain and just purely memorizing it's more practical for us to think to learn wow, yeah that's very deep that's very very deep hmm. thanks I'm, I'm wondering uh what do you think about uh our learning curriculum com- if compared to other country or other vernacular school curriculum like chinese independent school Jinjie? So as you know, as compared to like countries like China and Singapore, the level of their subjects, especially for the maths and science, is comparatively higher than this. For example, my my cousin, when she was like year five and already from one, she already she already learned the electromagnetic wave that uh, that thing like something relates to physics but the first the first day i i was as close to this in the textbook i was during my form three so you can see the there's a big gap there com- uh, for our education level and also with advanced country like singapore and also for in the language subjects like countries china they i think they introduce a lot of how to say the theories like how to say, how to say in english Let me ideology think. yeah the ideologies yes the ideology a lot of ideologies they, they will need to learn and this is not being taught in malaysia for example they, they maybe they they will teach what is liberalism? Yeah, but this is not being taught in Malaysia. Yeah. I see. Actually, this is quite true. Like, if compare our syllabus to a uh, vernacular school, I have a friend studying in a uh, Chinese independent school, Funyu, in JB. Uh, he shared with me his exam paper. Wow, the exam paper their normal maths uh, is actually learning our ad maths stuff in the first chapter like the basic thing of maths is our ad maths it's a national curriculum of ad maths which i think their maths and science like what jindia mentioned is really higher level than us and even yeah. english as well um singapore english and malaysia english there's a very big difference in it yeah true it is super big it's super big i agree with guahao I once took a, from a year four, not from form four, year four book. 
just a year four English book. The objective, first page was okay. Second page was okay. Third page, I was struggling. <laughs> year four book. Year four book. For, for us, uh, it's like a form one, form two type of questions already. Wow. That was one word. Lexicon in year four book. Whoa. What's lexicon? It's, it's a dictionary. It's a name for dictionary. And it was in a year four book. And then, moreover, there was even a word something like satchel, different types of containers name words written down in year, year four book. I was genuinely surprised. Wow, really advanced. Eh? And I also think that during primary school, during our time in primary school, uh, English subject wasn't really emphasized on speaking. So that's why you see a lot yeah, of people yeah. struggling a lot True. right now in speaking yeah, yeah, English. Yeah. Agree. And my, my English teacher even pronounced vegetable as uh, vegetable. Always <laughs> like that. <laughs> <laughs> I still remember very clearly. Um, I think is it vegetable? <laughs> that's, that's, I think some of the Chinese were, were, were really like vegetable. Yeah. Yeah, I pray for you that your teacher doesn't listen to the podcast. <laughs> she won't. She won't. <laughs> <laughs> she forgot about it. Oh, I see. Actually, the yeah. thing is, speaking a language is comes just comes from situation the situation you are in. Yeah, the environment matters. Yeah. yeah. Seriously, the only reason I'm speaking English because I came to Munengar School. <laughs> That's the only reason I'm speaking English. Yeah, and the only reason I I speaking Malay also when it comes to the government school, mm. secondary school. True, very true. I see environmental factor influence our language speaking. There's no there's yeah. no other choice, but there's only one language they can understand, so you have to speak. Mm. Especially English is international language. Right? Most of the people can understand it. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. The English subject should be emphasized more. True. That's quite a fantastic sharing from uh, three of you guys. And I'm really glad to know you guys' perspective on exam. And it definitely widened my horizon. So maybe we could do an episode about the techniques for our exam preparation like it's specific for um, preparation a few weeks or a few months before exams so audiences do comment down below if you're interested to listen to this episode and by the way guys we actually had done an episode consisting of our uh, all of our secret tips in studying and it's really valuable uh, so just go and listen right after this hope you guys enjoyed this episode as much as as much as i do and thank you everyone bye bye